0: Welcome to Arate Today the place where personal development meets personal responsibility, and you are encouraged to reach your highest human potential. Jen Pipe is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and lifelong learner on a mission to positively impact the world through the powerful combination of community and creativity. Her main goal is to be better each day than she was the day before, and she is sharing her knowledge so you can do the same. So don't wait for things to happen. Go out and make them happen. It's time for you to be the intentional creator of your life with your butt in the driver's seat, and your foot on the gas. Now, buckle your seatbelts, because we're about to go for one hell of a ride.
1: Mike, check, one, two, one, two. This is Gen Pipe, everyone. How are you? I've got a really good podcast lined up for you today. But first, I just want to take a minute and start today's podcast by encouraging you to just reflect for a moment about three things that you're grateful for today it can be anything. It can be the mundane, it can be the inconsequential, it can be something monumental, but really take time to just reflect and be grateful. Um, I'll start you out today. I have a couple things I'm grateful for. Um, I was, you know, thinking about this as I was putting together some show notes, and I'm really grateful that um, I made space yesterday afternoon for my daughter to read to me. She wanted to read to me A bunch of um, stories from her Greek mythology book that she got from school and you know I could have told her I was too busy or I could have given her you know the rote not right now maybe later honey Um, and then knowing that it might never materialize but I made space for her to do that and she was really excited and you know we made an afternoon memory together and I'm hoping that it's something that will stick with her Um, you know that I was fully present when she wanted um, to show me something. Um, I'm also grateful, really, around here for spring, for the thawing ground, the longer days, the warmer temperatures. And um, I'm pretty psyched because I've worn flip-flops for three of the last four days. And for me, that's um, something that makes me tremendously happy. So I'm grateful for that. And um, I've also given some consideration to the fact that I'm really grateful for you know, trailblazers like the superintendent from Massachusetts that I read about online today who took a bold stand on his blog. And what he did was he spoke out against the state of education um, where we live today, how government is too heavily involved and they're setting up all of these mandates and requirements that make it very difficult for the educators to teach and for the students to learn. And he talked about the, the tremendous need for reform. So I'm grateful for people like him because it only takes one maverick or one brave soul to start a movement and plant the seeds of change. Speaking about seeds of change today, um, I want to discuss a really important topic, and it's about the power of the internet and about our moral and ethical responsibility when we're using it. So I'd like to start out and just ask a question. I really want us to start this podcast out by agreeing that not every thought should see the light of day. I mean, can we all at least agree on that, that just because this thought bubble appears in your head, it doesn't mean that anyone needs to ever hear you speak the words, they don't ever need to appear on print, they don't need to be visible on the internet. Can we all just agree to that, please? That's a really great starting point. Um, you know, the internet, it's just an incomprehensibly large place. And most of us just can't fathom its vastness and the far reaching, um, you know, ability that we have when we're putting things out on the internet. You know, it's this It's this space, and and most of us in the developed world, we use it for a wide variety of reasons. We're either working on the internet, or we're playing on the internet, or we're connecting with people on the internet, or we're sharing our foibles and our accomplishments on the internet. We might be seeking help there. Um, You know, we're also doing research, and we're promoting our wares, and we're running businesses, and we're coming in contact with like-minded people that we may not have otherwise had the ability to come in contact with. And so, so much good happens on the internet every day. Um, You know, I see stories that make me smile and make me laugh and give me hope. And I see people like Kid President who's trying to change the world one dance at a time and one little message about being awesome at a time and that makes me feel so much pride and so much joy but then unfortunately i'm also seeing people use the internet to hurt and to embarrass and to shame and to bully and to do horrific and unimaginable things like sell children into slavery and just commit these horrible crimes or these egregious acts that they probably wouldn't have had the ability to do otherwise. You know, we're we're brave on the internet, but the internet also helps us to be cowards. And what I mean by that is when you're sitting behind that screen or that keyboard, it can often be really easy to forget that this cyber world This world with the capacity to reach billions and billions of people. It's often easy to forget that this place is a real place, right? We can't necessarily see it, but it's a real place where people go for many, many reasons. And the people on the end of your texts and your tweets and your keyboard strokes, those are real people with real feelings, And their feelings can be impacted in any number of ways by by our actions. Although the internet is not a brick-and-mortar establishment, and it doesn't have, you know, necessarily a posted set of rules, sure, each site has its, you know, um, terms of use policies and everything, but let's agree, most of us just don't even read through those. We click yes, we accept it, and we move on, Right. But it's not a brick-and-mortar establishment. There's no posted set of rules on there, you know, like no shirt, no shoes, no service. So the Internet doesn't say, like, you know, no jerk faces, no morons, and no idiots, right? Like, we, we don't have the ability to do that. But it's a real place, and people go there to connect and to meet and to share and to learn. So just the fact that it's not in a building, it doesn't mean that there's no real consequences or no real things that we need to consider, you know, just because there's no rules on the internet, and it really thrives and functions primarily on etiquette, right, and common sense, um, we sometimes collectively discount and spit on that etiquette, right, with our energy and our intent and our actions when we're behind the keyboard or, or you know, moving through our screens. Um, and sometimes we just we forget, right? We simply forget that. It's really a tremendous privilege to be able to sit largely untethered behind a microchip in our homes and in our coffee houses and on the road and on airplanes and put out these endless streams of intent and energy. We just forget. We forget that this unseen force of ethers and broadband, it has a heartbeat. It's got a soul. And often it will take on a life of its own. So what you're putting out there multiplies and it's taking on this life and you're impacting people that you have no idea that you ever had an impact on. We just forget the tremendous power we have in broadcasting all of our thoughts and our intentions on the World Wide Web. We forget that we're either building people up or tearing them down with every keystroke. We're either helping or we're hurting. And we're forgetting that we never once ever did anything to earn this power that we have. There was no degree given out. There was no certificate that we acquired. There was no formal decree handed down from an elder or someone in power All we really had to do was have the money to buy our gadget of choice and have the ability to tap into a network. That's all we had to do to get this power. And mostly we forget that with tremendous power comes tremendous responsibility. And we're forgetting to take heed and to teach our children about this power and to just put good things out there. And unfortunately, you know, by and large, we're neglecting to think about how our character and our moral compass is defined by what we do with that power that we've been given. We forget that not every thought that ever materialized has to see the light of day, and we've frequently lost the ability to control that synapse in our brain that filters out thought from action. So we find ourselves typing things and forwarding things and tweeting things that would never leave our lips or otherwise see the light of day, and we're just sending these things away on the breeze. So I call that, and I know a number of other people have a term for that, we call it keyboard courage, right? And keyboard courage occurs when you're putting that embarrassing photo out online of someone else, not for any other reason except that you can. Um, you know, I knew a, an adult um, who commuted to work every day, you know, to and from and would fill up his Facebook feed with photos of fellow commuters and put all of this derogatory commentary underneath their picture of how he deemed them, you know, either inappropriately dressed or slobby or ugly or fat or poor Um and it was just, it was a tremendous drain on your energy whenever you saw this pop up in your newsfeed. Like of all the things you could post, that's what you choose to put out into the world during your commute. Um so needless to say, this person has since been removed from my newsfeed because that's not what I'm looking to fill my days with. Um and you know, that kind of humor is just not funny, right? Um You know, keyboard courage, it's, you know, that text that you send to a mutual friend about how the other mutual friend is a bitch or jerk or struggling in their marriage or whatever. You know, it's gossipy. There's just the intent to belittle. Um, You know, keyboard courage, it's it's never more prevalent than it is during an election year. Um, I'm sure we've all been astounded by the ignorance and the complete vitriol that's spewed during, um, you know, times of candidacy. And, um, you know, just because we have the right to exercise a vote doesn't mean we have the right to put out negative and hateful things, right? Um, you know, keyboard courage, it can also be defined as that, um, you know, horrifically nasty, anonymous comment, comment that you're leaving on a message board, right? You're putting it there because you think that no one can hold you accountable for it. Um, which is false by the way. And that only happens because you didn't have the courage to include your real name or your email address when you were putting it out there, right? Keyboard courage, not real courage. Um, You know, keyboard courage can include any sweeping generalization or passage on of misinformation. It's rampant. It's rampant in our schools. It's rampant in our businesses. It's rampant in our societies, It's rampant with moms and with dads and with business owners. Um, You know, it's cyberbullying. It's tearing someone down for their beliefs or their religion or their sexuality. You know, it's any snarky or negative behavior that takes place with your thumbs. And it's not cool. You, You may think that your role on the internet is inconsequential at best because you can't physically see or physically hear or physically feel the ramifications and the reactions of the people on the receiving end of what you're putting out there, but you would be totally wrong in thinking that, okay? Because yes, if a person spews out hatred and bigotry on the internet and no one's around to see them do it, it still does make a sound, it still does cause a ripple, and it still does change the vibration and the energy of the world we're living in. You know, on the internet, and really anywhere, there's no such thing as anonymity, ever. Everything posted has a consequence. Everything posted has a timestamp, and you're leaving a track. You're attached to everything you put out there, and what you're saying and what you're doing under that cloak of anonymity it still has the power and the capacity to change the world either for good or for evil you know if you're still you know if, if the tree falls in the woods you know and no one's there to see it doesn't make a sound you know if you're anonymously scribbling a racial slur on a bathroom wall or on a building but nobody sees you do it i've got news for you it still happened And someone's still going to see it eventually, and someone will be hurt or offended by it. And someone else will still have to clean it up or remove it or cover it up somehow. It still happened, whether or not anyone witnessed it at the onset. And we're all responsible for the consequences that that action brings forth. You know, kids, this is a special message for you. If you're going on sites like ask.fm or Yik Yak, and you're anonymously posting a message about that person that you think is a slut or is ugly or you hope they die, I've seen such horrific things on this site. I'm, I'm shocked at the things that people are putting out there and the energy that we're putting on the internet. And, you know, so if you're putting this stuff out there, did it still happen even though you think it can't be tracked back to you? Of course it did. Will the person you're referring to ever see it? Yes, they most certainly will because someone's going to tell them that it lives there. You know, will they have a reaction to it? And is it likely to cause them sadness or fear or rage or despair? Yes, of course. So let's just not go there. Let's try and exhibit more altruism on the internet and less asshole on the internet. You know, what we say and think and what we type, it matters. It matters a lot. Our interactions with people, whether in person or electronic, every interaction across our physical and spiritual and even cyber world has the power to either lift people up or tear them down. And if our voices and our words are used to spread love and kindness and compassion, that has the capacity to change the world. If what we're cultivating is an environment of hate and fear and disempowerment and any other low vibrational emotion, that also has the capacity to change the world. What kind of world do we want to live in? What kind of world do we want our children to live in? These things that we're spreading, they never spread as fast as they do in cyberspace. There's no other mode of communication or way of getting something out to the world than to put it on the internet. Something hits Twitter, you know, it's retweeted a gajillion times and it's gone the world over in a matter of minutes, right? People put things on Facebook and then they repost them and pass them on and someone else posts it and someone else posts it. This is a tremendous responsibility that we have. So let's do the prudent thing. Let's do the humane thing. Let's do the right thing. And let's start accepting responsibility for the energy we bring to all of our spaces. We as humans As people, as a tribe, as a group that is connected, whether we like it or not, we have no right to be launching weapons of mass destruction with our thumbs and our typing fingers. We don't have the right. So I would ask that when you're on the internet from this point forward, you're keeping your insecurities and your jealousies and your anger and your criticisms and your fear confined within your own physical space where you can deal with it accordingly, okay? You don't have the right to put it out into the world without thought, without consideration, and without a conscience. Cyberspace is infinite, and the responsibility for what happens on it lies with all of us. That being said, I'd really like to invite you to take my power and privilege of the internet pledge. And I really hope that you will um, follow along and give this some consideration when you're typing and when you're putting things out there. So here we go. The pledge. I state your name. Do solemnly swear to think before I type. I recognize that cyberspace is a real place and is inhabited by billions of real people. My ability to send out energy and intentions to the entire world is a tremendous privilege and responsibility, and I vow to not ever abuse it. From this point forward, my swift and far-reaching internet presence will be used to spread love, joy, and compassion, or I will promise to remain silent. Because if I am not kind on the internet, I am simply not kind. That wraps it up for today. I'm going to put a hard copy of this pledge in the show notes on my blog. Please print it out, sign it, spread it around, give it to your kids and their friends. Let's make a movement out of this. You know, let's take this responsibility and this power seriously. Our energy matters and it's time to launch a grand scale raising of the collective vibration Whether or not we want to admit it, we all play a part. So until next time, this is Jen Pipe. I want you to keep laughing, loving, and learning. Peace.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Arete Today. As always, Jen has put together some engaging additional content in the show notes at JenPipe.com. That's where the conversation will continue. So click on the blog, stay connected, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Until next time, keep laughing, loving, and learning. And we hope to see you in one of Jen's upcoming classes or workshops.